Hello and welcome to another special episode of All Star Superfan. Uh, myself and Alan are due to record uh, an upcoming episode shortly with Zach Moore that we're really looking forward to. Um, and in a group chat with Zach, Zach let us know the news that sadly uh, the great Kevin Conroy has passed at, at the age of just 66. Uh, and myself and Alan were fairly speechless so we thought it would be wrong of us to just charge into another exciting episode of all-star super fan and that we should really take a moment to just kind of put our thoughts out there as to um this incredible loss uh, that's really impacted on both of us so do you want to say a few words there alan yeah i'm actually i i don't know what's come over me like i'm i'm literally about to, to tear up already and i i was very stunned by how it affected me um earlier on i i Obviously, I'm a huge Batman the Animated Series fan and have such strong memories of watching the show um, on, I think it was ITV back in the day. Was it ITV? Was it, the, it was The Den back in the day, Alan. The Den as well, yeah. But I, I definitely remember watching it on Saturday mornings. It was kind of the last cartoon, kind of 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning. It was kind of the last of the good cartoons. Mm. And thinking this, it was incredible, obviously. And... Uh, loving it and then kind of you know I moved on from it a little bit and stayed with new Batman adventures and that and then moved on from it a little bit but then always remembered what just an amazing show this was and I didn't know if, if anybody else remembered it or not and then over the last kind of few years 10 years since I kind of, kind of got into my mid-20s I realized the level of appreciation and acclaim that the series had and that that Kevin had um, especially for his part in it and uh when i when i heard the news this afternoon and look i've been i've been around with a lot of people have have passed away um you know celebrities and people who are in movies that we like and series that we like but i i have to say this really really uh affected me when i when i found out about it because it was unexpected yeah um i i you know I, we've kind of little details are coming out now that you know he's been sick for a while um and i had my suspicions that he might have have, have been sick for a while I, I thought that he looked unwell the last time i saw him um back in 2019 but uh yeah i have to say that when i when i heard the news i um i i had to go into a separate room i i shed a tear which i never do when someone passes away in the kind of the celebrity zeitgeist and, and my wife came in and she gave me a hug and i felt a little bit silly. I was kind of like, why, why am I feeling so strong about this? Mm. But then I see online, it's not just the, the regular, you know, rest in peace. Legend is gone. Like there seems to be an, an, a, generations of fans who are, who are truly, truly, uh, heartbroken over, over the, over the loss of Kevin. I, I, so I, I don't think we're alone. I know Rob, I know you had a, a similar kind of reaction. Yeah. Well, I suppose for me, Batman the Animated Series was one of, I, I try not to get this serious about this stuff, but like it was. I think I think you can with this. It was one of the linchpins of why I'm into all this stuff. Like I, I remember seeing it the first time. Uh, well, no, I don't remember seeing it. I don't remember a time when it didn't exist. There was when I was a kid, there was Batman the People one, which was Adam West, which my mom introduced me to. And yeah. then there was the cartoon one, which was the animated series. And the Adam West show, I think it's safe to say I, I grew out of that. By the time I was kind of seven or eight, I was kind of going, well, you know, that's 
that's a bit silly. Now, I grew to love that again, but that's for a different episode. But the animated series, it never left me. Like, it always, I, I remember, I remember this moment, like, when I was kind of, kind of six or seven, the show had ended. It was before Batman Beyond came along. And there was, there was kind of a year or two there where, there where it seemed like there was nothing on. I don't know, were we just getting them late or whatever? And I remember this feeling of, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not letting go of this the way everyone else is. Like, this is going to be yeah. part of me forever. And, like... I just, I really, really, it's, it's the biggest part of why, you know, this, I, I can, I can point to two performances that led to me being the fan I am today of all this stuff. One of them, for better or worse, is Dean Cain in Lost and Clark. The other is Kevin Conroy in Batman the Animated Series. He is undoubtedly the Christopher Reeve of Batman performances. Like he is the guy yeah. that everyone else will be compared to forever. And he is the only one that everyone will instantly agree is the best of the best and you never you never really hear anyone say oh well i prefer and, and no disrespect to these voice actors i prefer mm -hmm. reno romano or i prefer diedrich bader or i prefer olan sul from super friends or whatever like it's always no kevin connery is the guy he's the guy i hear when when i yeah. read the comics when batman speaks in the comics and he's the guy that writers nowadays i think when comic book writers are writing batman they're writing him to sound like kevin conroy yeah. you know and i think you kind of touched on it a little bit there the man had an incredibly hard life like incredibly yeah. hard like he he grew up with a difficult relationship with his father there was addiction issues there and then on top of that he was a gay man at a time when that was not a popular thing to be and he was yeah ostracized for it he was called slurs to his face you know by people who were both being hostile and just the everyday kind of normal oh it's just a joke type slurs he just had to put yeah. up with this for his whole life and then he lost countless friends in the AIDS crisis you know that these are things that he's only kind of said in recent years and then he wrote that beautiful beautiful comic just recently for DC Pride where he basically told the story of how he got into acting and how he saw it as an escape and how when the role of Batman came along and he was asked, you know, can you play this man who lives a double life and can just assume this identity of the playboy foppish Lothario who acts like nothing's wrong when deep inside there's all this turmoil inside of him and, and he just said, well, of course I can do that. I do that every day. Um, and it's such a beautiful comic. If if anyone hasn't read it, please do. Um, I did. I, I I did have the pleasure of meeting him, as so many people probably did. I know you did as well, Alan. Yeah. Um, it was kind of the big. It was the first big kind of American geek culture type celebrity I ever met was Kevin Conroy. He was one of the early guests in Dublin Comic Con, and I remember getting the bus out there, going, "Is this actually?" Is this going to happen? Is this is he really going to be? There? I, I don't I don't believe that this is going to happen. You know? Yeah, I was I was at them and it was before it was in the big convention center. For anybody yeah. who does know Dublin Comic Con is in this uh, massive big convention center now on the on the River Liffey in in, in center of Dublin. But back then I think it was out in Swords. Yeah, it was and, weird, uh, kind of a it, smaller venue, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was really nice. There was something very genuine to it. I thought maybe that I was being really. Uh, naive or something at the time, but I just thought it, it felt really genuine. The guests seemed to want to yeah. be there. It wasn't huge money, but yeah, that was that was a great experience. And like, all I had with me was my Mask of the Phantasm DVD, 
and I handed it to him. And there were there was all people in the in the queue and they had all this Arkham stuff and they had these big statues and posters and you know limited edition steel books of Arkham City and all this stuff. I just had my Mask of the Phantasm DVD and I said to him, Look, my mum showed me this DVD when I was five and it's the reason I never grew up. And he took it and he said, This is the best one we ever did. This is my favorite one. We and never did anything better than this. And I thought I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> well, I, I said, it's definitely the best thing that he was ever in. Like, yeah. there's no doubt in my mind on that. He's just incredible in that one. Um, And then I said, look, I hope you're having a lovely time in Ireland. He said, I am. I love Ireland. I love coming here. Um, and he, he meant that as well, because yeah, it's not did. like that typical, you know, American comes to Ireland and I love Ireland stuff. It was really like he went to college. I think he went to did he go to Trinity here or he, he UCD. Spent, he did a semester in UCD. Yeah, UCD, and uh, he came back regularly. I I saw a, a post there within the last year where he was in Temple Bar, and another right. post I think back in St Patrick's Day where he posted a picture of himself and I think in outside a cathedral or something in Dublin. Like he was back regularly. Yeah, I mean, with a name like Conroy and you know, yeah. blue eyes and the kind of fair hair, like he 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 clearly has Irish blood in him. So he, we're, we're proud to have him as as one of ours, you know. Um, but yeah, like I I've I. I tend to kind of feel like I've sort of grown away from the whole going to conventions and taking photos mm. with celebrities and things like that. And I, I do feel like sometimes it's a very transactional experience, but something about that day and the kind of the look in his eye and the friendliness and the appreciation that I brought this DVD when, you know, maybe people were more talking about newer stuff and the video games yeah. and all that, which we love as well. Like I'm so grateful that they brought him back for those games. Oh my God, what a treat. Yeah. But that just really, really stuck with me. And I was so glad to be able to share with him that it was my mum that showed it to me. And yeah, it just, it did hit me a little bit today. Like 66 is maybe two years no, older than my father is. I don't, I don't yeah. want my dad to die at 66, you know? Yeah. Um, I am. Um, yeah. When I met him in 2014, I got him to sign the uh, DVD box set the big box set the, the complete series um dvd set and it's probably why i haven't purchased the blu-ray release yet um because i really like my uh my complete box set signed by kevin conroy um and that's the one i that's the one i always go to but uh, we had a nice um conversation i can't remember exactly what we spoke about we spoke for a few minutes and he spoke to my wife but um i had a, a really nice experience with him in 2019 um the, the guys behind Dublin City uh, Comic Con organized an evening with Kevin Conroy um, in, uh, I think it was Liberty Hall in Dublin back in October of 2019. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if you were at that one or you're up. No, I should have gone to that one. I don't know why I didn't. And I, to be honest, I, I, I think the turnout wasn't as high as they wanted because so many people had already kind of traveled to see him twice and met him twice yeah. and something like that. I think, whereas if it had been his first time over or even his second time, um, I know that uh, Derek um, Cosgrove there runs Dublin City um, Comic Con was saying that they were planning to actually get Kevin Conroy back next year in 2023. He was already booked and everything. Um, but it, it was an audience with uh, Kevin Conroy and the audience were all sitting there and he, he came out and it was just a really nice personal experience. There was no bullshit with it. You know, he he, he spoke handedly. Like he, uh, and I'm wondering now, looking back, was he sick at the time? Because he spoke very openly about his life all of a sudden very you know it, it almost felt like he had pulled up a, a stool and sat on a stage right in front of you and he was just talking to you and he, he spoke about the situation with his father 
and him growing up in New York and his time in Juilliard. And he, he spoke about um, meeting Christopher Reeve to yeah. uh, to view an apartment or view it. And Christopher was just in financially in a different league than Kevin was. <laughs> yeah, that story, yeah. yeah, so he was he couldn't he couldn't afford it, I think. And then Robin Williams moved in and um but it, it was just a very earnest conversation and where you really got to just meet the man. And at one point, I almost forgot that he was he was Kevin Conroy, that he was Batman, you know. Um, there was one point where he, where he sang a, an Irish song um, and it was just a lovely evening. And um, it, it was nice to kind of have that personal experience with him. And you're right. Like the more you've said it to me, it, it is starting to feel very transactional. The Comic Cons have kind of gotten bigger and bigger and, you know, we're getting more kind of, CW stars and all that kind of stuff coming over and uh, it, there was just something very nice and personal about that event and I, I think I'll always remember it fondly you know yeah and he's he was one of those people where when he said how much he appreciated the fans and, and that kind of thing yeah. like you you really believed him you know um, and, and yeah. I'm sure there was plenty of Batman projects that he he was kind of going oh you know here's another one you know and you, you can hear it in, in some of them like in some of the games and stuff you're kind of like I, I can't imagine he was too enthusiastic to come along and say, you're finished Joker for the thousandth time, you know? Or, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, like all, the, all that sort of stuff. But God, he was just such a great ambassador for the character and just fandom in general. He gave such a legitimacy to it that not every, you know, not every custodian of these roles kind of does, you know? Um, just when you were talking about Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams there, he did an absolutely fantastic interview with Michael Rosenbaum on on his yes. podcast, and they they knew each other because Michael Rosenbaum obviously was in. He did a lot of voice acting with him. He played the Flash in Justice League, and he was in a lot of Batman Beyond and stuff. So he would have known Kevin Conroy quite well. And it it's such yeah. a lovely interview. He doesn't even get into his sexuality or anything. He's he's just kind of talking about everything else, and he tells that lovely story about being in um, when he was waiting to find out if he got into Juilliard and he was working in a mail room in New York and there was these real burly kind of blue collar guys and they, they would call him Juilliard like making fun of him because they're like you're never getting into Juilliard and then the day <laughs> he got the acceptance letter they were all delighted for them uh, delighted for him and they were going around going Julie fucking on Julie fucking on <laughs> and Kevin Conroy telling that story is so funny I can't remember he definitely told it on Fat Man on Batman and I think he told it on the Michael Rosenbaum one as well. So definitely check out both of them. Yeah, those, those early Fat Man on Batman episodes were great. Um, I, 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 and I know it's the story that everybody kind of knows then is the one about um, how, like when 9-11 hit and yeah. uh, he he volunteered, he went down to Ground Zero and he was volunteering, he's working in kitchens and cleaning, washing plates and cleaning plates and, you know, and uh, he got a real kick out of the fact that these guys that were out they are doing this amazing work, these firefighters, these cops and everything. Um, got such a kick out of the fact that, you know, he was Batman and he was down there and he was doing this. And one of the cooks, you know, asked him to to say the line and he he shouted out the, the famous line, you know, I'll get you to do it because my impressions are terrible. But uh, he shouted out the famous line from the kitchen and the whole uh, the whole cafeteria, whatever it was, taint just erupted with applause. And like he couldn't believe that his this voice work that he had done, which, had, you know, been the series at that time and, and the, the, the film, not the Arkham games and all that stuff that came after had resonated so much with these people, you know. Yeah, no, that, that was amazing. And I, I was watching a clip of him telling that story again on Twitter there. And the, the guy who asked him initially kind of came up to him afterwards 
and like it was the first time people have been smiling in days and all that kind of stuff. And he went up to him and he went, "What's it like being Santa Claus?" Because that's that's what you've just done right now. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was a lovely way of putting it, you know. Um, before I do the impression, I I did want to ask you, kind of, um, you know, we're both kind of watching different things to try and remember them and stuff like that. I just watched a couple of episodes there of the animated series. Um, mm. I watched uh, the Nothing to Fear, which is one of the early Scarecrow episodes, which is the episode where he says the line. Uh, it's a really, really good one. And then I also watched I Am the Night, which is uh, an episode where Batman is kind of having an existential crisis and he's, oh, what, what does it all mean type stuff? And then Jim Gordon gets shot and he contemplates giving up as Batman. And it's a there's a great bit where he finds out that Jim has been shot and he, he screams, no, and it's it's really top stuff from Kevin Conroy. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to did you have any particular favorite episodes or anything you're you're going to go out and watch or? There's there's always the classics. There's always like Heart of Ice and you know I, I, the Feet of Clay and everything. I always love my my go to. If ever I have to sit down and just watch one episode, it is always Beware the Grey Ghost. That's I love that one. Yeah, I love that one. I love you know Adam West appears in it and it's kind of this passing over over the mantle, which kind of Kevin would do later on in his own way. Um, and that's it's just always one of those great episodes. It's uplifting. It has a great ending to it. Um, but there's so many great episodes, you know, like the, the, the one I mentioned with Clayface, Two Faces, Origin Story. Um, I can't think of the name of that one off the top of my head. It's um, just Two Faces. It's just Two Faces. Uh, the Man Who Killed Batman. Like, there's so many just great episodes that that I, I love. I remember sitting down and watching um, the, very, the pilot episode. Is this Leather Wings? On Leather Wings, yeah. On Leather Wings. Um, I remember sitting down and watching that and just thinking back in 1992, 1993, that it was, it was, you knew straight away, like I was in 92, I would have been eight years of age. So yeah. like you knew straight away compared to the rest of the stuff, we'd come out of the eighties and the masters of the universe and the GI Joes and the, the toy commercials, yeah. like the eighties was just nonstop toy commercials, you know, programs made to get kids to buy things and they tack on a message at the end. Yeah. Um, a superficial, you know, just to get by the parents, councils, and all that kind of stuff. And this was different, yeah. and you'd wonder now, like how they managed to get away with being so dark. Like some of those episodes were so dark. Um, I, I one that pops into my mind straight away is the one with um, baby doll. Yeah, it's great. You know, episode. and I remember, I I still remember now sitting there at the end when she's crying. She's been in the house of mirrors and she's crying, and the. The, the credits came up, you know, dun, 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 dun. I remember just sitting there in the chair going, what did I just watch? What, what, what did I just watch? Like, like I was psychologically scarred from it. It was so, it's, it, it treated children like with, the, with the respect that a lot of, a lot of shows didn't do, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Like there's a couple of things I'd say, but like I was watching the, the, actually the Grey Ghost episode, the, the villain in that is the Mad Bomber. And there's a whole yeah, but, sequence of that. There's about, it's, it's like a three minute sequence where you know that there's this little bomb that it's like a race car bomb and it's just like mm -hmm. driving around the side of a building and it's just paced out really slowly to build up tension never happened in a modern cartoon never no. happened absolutely not they just but where's the where's the villain where's the fight where's it we got to get to the action the kind of pacing but, those old batman episodes have are just stellar but, what but I was even artistic say, choices like drawing on you know like the art on the, the black backgrounds background. like i always think of that episode and everybody whenever i think of the art i, I always think of um um almost got him 
you know the one where the the, the villains are all sitting around the table and if if you watch it even even now as an adult because you forget if you watch it and they have they have the villain sitting around the table and then you can't see anything in the background like you might see a guy with a pool cue or a light but they're they're static in the background it's 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 unbelievable. I got the book recently, actually, about a year or two ago. Um, someone released a book where they had all the title cards as well. Even the oh, title lovely. cards alone, those old 1940s style the title cards are just stunning. I'm because I'm Rob and I like to be different. My my favorite episodes of Batman the Animated Series tend to be the ones with no villains in them. Like mm-hmm. the, the, it's never too late. I always say is one of the best Batman stories ever. Yeah. It's it's just about an old mobster and his brother who's a Catholic priest and the yeah. priest is like desperately trying to get through to him and please give up your awful ways. And there's a, there's a scene where we see, this is how dark Batman the animated series is, we see the mobster's son having like withdrawal symptoms in a rehab center. Like he's literally quivering because he's so addicted to drugs that he can't get his hands on. And Batman like shows him this. And he says, like, this is this is what your wicked ways have resulted in. Your own son is going to a rehab, an underfunded rehab center. You know, and like episodes like Paging the Crime Doctor, where we find out about one of Thomas Wayne's friends was Rupert Thorne's personal surgeon. I love that one. Appointment yeah. of Crime Alley, I mentioned. Um, any any of the R- ones with Leslie Tompkins, who I think is like one of the most underrated Batman characters ever. I wish they'd put her in a movie. One um, that has a very minor kind of a villain. He's not this big villain and it's an episode that when you put it in the context of the 90s and you you're coming from batman 66 and you're coming from super friends Mm. and all that stuff that i found and still find very powerful is robin's reckoning oh i was gonna say that as well such a good episode so good like that that whole thing where you know where batman hears the guy's name um was it zuko tony zuko like i remember that from the episode played by biff from back to the future I did not know that. Um, and he hears the name and he he just shuts down and he cuts Robin out. And he, Robin has, you know, he finds out as, as things go on, what's happening and why Batman has cut him out. And he has a temper and he, he he's shouting at Batman. They're having an argument. Like it was so adult. And it was so well done. Like it was like before it was, you know, holy cow, Batman and this, that yeah. and Biff them. And, and I'm not saying I'm not detracting from that. Like that has its place as well. And I have grown, like you said, earlier on to love that series. Yeah. But just the respect that has, you could sit down now, like that is, that is almost a perfect Batman movie in itself. Yeah. Robin's so, Reckoning part one and two. And what, what part of what I love about that episode as well is, and it really showcases how good Kevin Conroy was, is like, there's that brilliant moment where, young Dick Grayson sees the mural of Thomas and Martha Wayne up on the wall and you know he's asking Bruce what happened he's like oh it happened to you too and Bruce is like yeah and he just has this really warm exchange with Dick where he kind of says look I'm going to be there for you and it's 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 so different to a lot of versions of Robin's origin where they kind of show Batman to be an asshole and like this emotionally stunted kind of military general type guy like Dark Victory the sequel to The Long Halloween like yeah. a lot of people love that, but I, I personally don't like that story as much because it's just asshole Batman again. Whereas yeah. part of what made the animated series work so well was that, yes, he was complex. Yes, he was haunted. Yes, he was kind of this brooding kind of creature of the night, but he was also a hero and he was a nice guy and there was warmth in his heart. And th- I think a lot of that was because of Kevin Conroy's performance. He was able to kind of serve both sides of the character that way. And one of the things yeah. you were saying there about, um, you know, the 80s and everything being a toy commercial and stuff like that, when people say, 
you see these memes online like like this if you think the 80s were the best decade of all time for cartoons i'm just like are you out of your fucking mind <laughs> no, no, don't get me wrong i i like i grew up on 80s cartoons i grew up in masters of the yeah. universe and i grew up on gi joe and stuff but as an adult like i don't go back and watch those now no in the way that I would happily, as a grown man, take out an episode of Batman the Animated Series and sit down with a group of people who never seen it before and go, I'm about to blow your fucking mind with this show that came out 30 years ago. And like growing up, you know, after Batman and there was other cartoons on, I'd be watching like the fucking Aladdin animated series or Mummies Alive or all these other cartoons in the 90s. And throughout the 90s, my mom was like, God, where's that Batman show you used to watch? That was genuinely great. That was the best yeah. thing ever. Why don't they bring that back? Like, even she was like, that was amazing. Like, she really, because she'd grown up with the Adam West series. She was around for the Michael Keaton kind of thing. She she would have been about 27, 28 when that movie came out. So it was like, she she was like the target audience pretty much. You know, yeah. People who grew up with the Adam West show and now they wanted something cooler and darker. And she thought that movie was fine. Like, she doesn't love it as much as I do. But the animated series, she was like, wow, that was something else. Like, that was incredible, you know? Um, yeah. So it had that kind of intergenerational impact, I think. And, you know, even today, it's everyone Everyone will tell you it's, it's one of, if not the best version of Batman in any medium. And I don't think, and I think a huge, huge part of that is Kevin Conroy. Like people, yeah, no, I, I loved him daily. I love George Newbern. They're not as essential to those shows as Kevin Conroy is to to Batman. And it's I've I've never really seen it before where someone like Kevin Conroy, who is a voice actor playing a part in a, a cartoon or an animated series, passes away and an entire generation of fans like re- realistically or technically we should all be saying well well like for me it's it, Michael Keaton is my Batman and yeah. maybe Christian Bale is your Batman. Yeah. Like it, it's so strange for someone to transverse that barrier from a cartoon on, on the television to an entire generation of fans being heartbroken you know whether it's the arkham games or it's the the animated movies that came after or it's the animated series he he completely like i think more people were excited about kevin conroy being in that cw crossover where he played the evil bruce wayne yeah then they were about a lot of other cameos that were in it i mean it was yep. just and I, thank god look i didn't love that uh, version or, or that they did or whatever but nah. like, it was great <laughs> to get him it was great to get him to see him play the part in real life you know and, and get that and, credit as well and on that it reminded me of something i said in the super pets review if nothing else comes from this like these big film companies need to take heed and realize how beloved and how iconic and excellent these voice actors really are yeah. and put them in these big budget movies like what the fuck is Chris Pratt doing playing Super Mario when that beloved voice actor has been playing Super Mario for like decades why aren't we using him Tara Strong yeah. has been very outspoken about this on yeah you know on Twitter and stuff and you know she she was passed over for Harley Quinn in favor of Kaylee Cuoco I think plays her on that new show from Big Bang Theory yeah you know and and these are actors that are getting you know, Kaylee Cuoco is probably getting paid a lot more than Tara Strong was, you know, that kind of way. And what, yeah. what I said in our Super Pets review is, would it really have been that hard to put Kevin Connery in as Batman in a movie that's probably going to make $100 million? Like, would it have been that hard to just give him a big bag of cash instead of Keanu Reeves? Like, would it have, would you have lost that much money to do that instead? You know, and I, I think the answer is no. And I think it would have been great 
and the, yeah. the kids wouldn't care like my daughter wouldn't care but i'd be sitting in the in the cinema and i would lose my life going yeah. oh, holy shit it's you know if they didn't announce who they were and next thing it was kevin conroy and it was tim daly or it was whoever um yeah it's um i i'm i'm genuinely sad that i'm not going to get to meet him again that he's not going to be back yeah um, i'm I'm genuinely sad that we're finally going to live. I, I'm finally going to live in a world where Kevin Conroy isn't voicing Batman for the first time in my life. You know, yeah. like he, since since I was alive, there have been cartoons or video games or mobile games or whatever that Kevin Conroy has. Theme park rides. When I was in Australia in 2004, I went on Batman the Ride in Warner Brothers Movie World and Kevin Conroy was doing the voice of Batman. Like that's how all consuming his impact was as the character so yeah 30 years is a, is a long time um i just like to finish it one of my one of my favorite episodes I'm really sorry to do this but can i tell my uh story that ends with the quote before we go oh yeah of course again <laughs> is that better than mine <laughs> it probably isn't better so but I, i'm gonna tell go on, go, go. so when i was queuing up uh before i got to actually meet him the the, the other guy who was ahead of me i think uh Asked him, oh, would you mind saying the line? And I, at this point, I was like, an arm's oh, D line. I was an arm's length away from Kevin Connor when this guy said it. And I, I was sure he'd kind of go, oh, no, it's not, you know, I don't. <laughs> this is back when, like, I know that he does it at like every convention. So it, it probably wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was. But this is back when I wasn't going to as many conventions. I didn't know that, you know. And so I kind of thought, oh, he's not going to say it. He stood up, looked around the whole room. Everyone just like took a step back. <laughs> I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. And I swear <laughs> to God, I fell to my knees. You can ask my friends who are there. I fell down on my knees. It was like hearing the voice of the Lord. Oh my gosh. That is, that is fantastic. And then Ernie Hudson, who was sitting beside him, stood up, hands on his hips. And I am the afternoon. <laughs> and everyone burst out laughing. Yeah, I didn't meet Ernie at that one when we went. I regretted it after. I should have, I should have gone up to to meet him. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately, look, we we do these um we do these episodes sometimes these special episodes when when something happens. But unfortunately, unlike last time when Henry when Henry Cavill was announced and it was kind of a lighthearted one, this is a is a sadder day. Yeah, um, but it, I I was really pleased that I I had a kindred spirit who realized how much this would kind of mean to to me and it was, it was great being able to share this with you alan so so thank you for that and thank you whoever's listening to this um i know a few people have reached out Stuart, zach we've talked to a few people about this and it was yeah. great to just have uh have some buddies to kind of to to have a shoulder have several shoulders to cry on one of my favorite episodes i didn't mention earlier on is perchance to dream and the title of that episode is from hamlet and i just thought we would leave with a quote to die to sleep to sleep for a chance to dream. Rest in peace, Kevin, and thank you. Thank you.